Hey everyone, this is Sam Culpepper bringing you the Culpepper Chronicles, where myself and special guests hope to bring you, the listener, more information in regards to self-sufficiency, fieldcraft, survival, marksmanship, gear, and theory with the aids of not only personal experience and opinion, but historical and technical documentation as well. All in the hopes to better prepare you for impending collapse and hard times to come. Now, pull up a seat and let's get down to it. What is up, everybody? This is Sam coming to you with Season 2, Episode 8 of the Culpepper Chronicles. Uh, tonight, or today, we're going to be talking about camouflage and uh, ways to go about picking what's going to work for you. So, uh, first off, I want to apologize for the lack of content lately. Um, I have been semi-active on Instagram, uh, but I haven't really put out a podcast lately. And I want to apologize for that between holidays and work and family uh, there's only so much time in the day for me to do stuff. Like right now I'm, I'm recording in my truck on the way to work. So, uh, I appreciate everyone who's reached out to me saying, Hey, you know, I appreciate the podcast. I like the content. I hope to hear more for you, hear more from you in the future. Um, I appreciate all that guys. Um, and I'll put out what I can. I'm hoping that, uh, now that the, the new year's and holidays is over, uh, especially rolling into like February, I'll have a little bit more time to uh, get some content out for y'all on the podcast. Um, I'd hope to, uh, have operator on back before the holidays, but we couldn't really, uh, get the link up to work. So, uh, with that being said, uh, I expect the next several months, the, the podcast will ramp up. So with that out of the way, let's get down into it. Um, a lot of misconception comes with camouflage and, uh, concealment when it comes to field uniforms. So everyone needs to understand that yes one of the main goals of camouflage is to make you blend into your environment that's not the only goal though um and you see that a lot with people who will only want to be like one solid blob of marpat or something along those lines and while it it blends in really good with something that's similar to it behind it uh they don't really go out into the environment. Uh, there's the difference between just taking and sticking up like a, a pattern over a picture and saying, yes, this blends well, this is what I'm going to do. Um, because if you're not careful, you end up standing out even more because you are a solid piece of that color. Uh, the other option or the other goal of camouflage is to uh, cause hesitation to whoever's looking at it. So if you were in a situation where you were actively fighting an enemy and you had a camouflage pattern, uh, one of the goals that you should seek is not only concealing you, but if you do become detected by, by visual sight or however, uh, you want them to either dismiss you as a threat or cause hesitation when they're like, I'm not too sure exactly what this is. That way you can capitalize on that hesitation. So that is something when you see people with like helmet scrim, like me, I do helmet scrim. It's kind of a big thing now. Uh, there weren't very many people doing it before, <clears throat> but now it seems like everybody's got some sort of helmet scrim going on. Uh, but I was doing it because I recognized the fact that the, the human head is very round, especially if you have a helmet or a hat or something like that, especially a baseball cap. Uh, it's very round and very easy to 
to discern from other objects. So I put helmet scrim on my helmet. That way uh, it would break up the outline and help kind of disrupt what someone was seeing. It's not that I expect to necessarily blend into the tree line behind me, but it's just as useful if I'm, if I'm coming around the corner of something uh, or coming around a tree and someone spots me from a distance, you know, that they say, oh, wait, this doesn't necessarily look like a human being. And that would give me time to react before they could. So, um, with that being said, that's where you get into the nuances of things like black colors, uh, multicam black, solid black, the, the urban grays and stuff like that. Everything comes out for a reason. There, there is a suspected need or an anticipated need. Uh, and depending on your environment, sometimes those colors work. Uh, I don't think that, you know, if you are someone who lives in the Pacific Northwest and it's very green, uh, pretty much year round and earth toned and, and damp, that multicam black is a good choice for you. Uh, especially someone who's going to go out in solid multicam black and say that this is the greatest camo pattern ever invented. It's going to work for a specific area. If you were somewhere that was like double or triple canopy all the time and you could hang out in the shadows, it probably worked fine. Uh, if you look at like the Viet Cong, they used uh, solid black uniforms uh, or you know pajamas or however you want to call it for a long time because they could hide under the shadows and disrupt their pattern that way. They also used uh, green and khaki uh, webbing and, and line gear to help break up some of that black. So you have to factor everything in and once you start thinking about the way camouflage and everything is supposed to work for you, then you can start looking at your area to determine what's going to work. So this is not going to be an episode of me saying, hey, you've got to get M81 Woodland. It is the best thing in the world. It is God's plaid. Get it. Use it. It may not work for you. You may be in an area that it's very bright all the time. <clears throat> if, if nine times out of ten, the foliage and forest around you is very, very bright, vibrant greens... Uh, or tans or something like that, M81 is probably not going to work for you because it's it's typically pretty dark. So I'm going to offer up ways to discern what's going to work best for you. And then I hope that you can implement them going forward to actually determine what's going to, act, to do well for you and in your environment. So first things first, you need to go outside. Uh, if we're talking about camouflage and concealment typically we're talking about in a vegetated state so um you need to go outside if you live in the city um there is camouflage and concealment but you're looking at mottled earth tones and grays and greens um and, and using combinations thereof more so um that's kind of a topic for a different time but that's something that you can factor in as well i'm mostly uh speaking towards field and forest situations because that's the area that i live in so, um, go outside, look at your area, understand that seasonally your area may change. Uh, it, it's all geographically dependent. So for instance, uh, I was talking to operator the other day about, you know, tans in the environment and how like we focus more on greens than we should. Maybe we should focus more on tans. And he was kind of, you know, agreeing with me. And we were talking about how like in his area, multicam and AOR, uh, work really well pretty much year-round because there's not a huge change in the environment where he lives. Uh, it, it stays relatively the same color green. Uh, it's, it's relatively uh, damp pretty much year-round. There's marshland. 
uh, those two colors pretty much work year round for him, and he doesn't have a whole lot of need to change. But if you're someone like me in my area, uh, it really does vary. So, like in the summer, we have more greens and even more tans than we do in the winter, uh, or in like the fall, spring. Like in the spring, it's pretty vibrant greens. In the summer, the greens get a little bit duller. We start getting more tans due to the lack of water. Um, in the fall, we start introducing more browns, and it gets pretty dark in my area. Uh, you can go out into an actual woodland section behind my house, and you will still find very, very dark uh, coniferous vegetation, uh, lots of overhang, lots of shadow. And do uh, you have to be able to look at it and say, okay, this will work for me, you know, three-fourths of the year, and then maybe I need to have this other color camo uh, and pattern for the other quarter. And that's perfectly fine. You don't necessarily have to settle on one particular pattern and color. So once you've looked out in your area, look at the, at the colors that are in your area, not necessarily the patterns, not necessarily the shadows, just the colors. Okay, if uh, greens and browns are predominantly in my area, I need to look at camo patterns and colors that have greens and browns. Uh, if you're, if you're somewhere that's green and brown all the time, possibly arid colors aren't going to work for you. It depends on the season. Um, <clears throat> Coniferous Origins has talked about, or pine, however you want to address them, has talked about arid colors in the winter. And they do work. It just depends on your area. Um, you need to be able to factor those in when you go out and look at it. So, okay, you've got an idea of some color patterns, or some colors anyways, that will work for you. Now let's look at shadow. If you are somewhere that is uh, relatively bright year-round, doesn't have a whole lot of shadow, it's not very dark, uh, you won't really be suited with the darker color patterns. Uh, you don't need necessarily the darker uh, greens. You don't need the M81 woodlands. You don't need you know the Swedish patterns. Uh, tiger stripe may not work for you. Uh, if that's the case, multicam may work for you, just like with operator. So uh, you need to you need to think about the color patterns as well as the brightness level seasonally. Uh, after that, once you have kind of uh, listed out the area that you're in, look at what's readily available. So, and in terms of ready availability, in today's day and age, as of this podcast, you know you have still got the internet. You have still got the ability to order things. However, if you are having to order some obscure thing that may never be made again um, and has to come from Switzerland, unless you just order a ton of it at one time and you are dead set on making that your color camo and pattern, uh, you may be better served picking something else that's close to it or would work maybe a little bit less well, but you can actually have a supply and logistics chain of it. Uh, that is one of the appeals like in my area. Uh, so as far as my area goes, there are a few that work. Uh, Multicam works depending on the area, like as far as seasonally goes. M81 Woodland, Tiger Strike, Marpat, um, and uh, one of the AORs works in my area. You can still do solid colors like Olive Drabs and Coyote. Uh, you just need to make sure that you're... Uh, basically reversing whatever whatever color like field top you have make sure your lbe is the opposite of that so if you're doing like a, a coyote brown field top do olive green lbe that way you're not just coming uh out as one blob 
everything is kind of uh, working on each other to uh, help disrupt your pattern and, and your outline. So of the ones that work in my area, I don't necessarily want multicam. Uh, I'm moving away from it for a reason. One is I find it too bright. Pretty much you're uh, in the fall to winter. It's just too bright of a color pattern. Uh, I can I can take and I have placed multicam out in my area and it's just easy to spot. Uh, even in fading light, it's still very bright. So in my opinion, it doesn't work super well in my area. Uh, as well as I don't necessarily want the military stigma to it. Uh, it's not that I'm anti-military. It's not that I'm out, you know, actively hunting down those who actively serve or anything like that. Um, but if my neighbors see me in it, I do not want them to necessarily associate me in that regard. It's, it would be the same thing if I was to walk around in solid Ranger Green. Uh, that's typically law enforcement based in our area. And again, while it's, it's not that I'm, I'm hating on law enforcement, I, I, I hate them and I'm out trying to hunt them down. I just don't want to be associated with them uh, because they are their own entity. And if they do something, I don't want it to reflect on me. So uh, multicam's kind of out for me. I'm phasing that out. I, I was kind of big into it. I think it's a good color and pattern. It's just as I've used it, I found that it doesn't necessarily work that great. Uh, so the next one would be uh, M81 Woodland. So that works actually pretty well in my area. And I can get it readily through uh, surplus sites, either uh, eBay or surplus uh, websites or even uh, like the local flea market swap, depending on who's there and what they have. Uh, I found M81 Woodland at my local Goodwill. So that is a possibility. Um, it's also relatively cheap. You can get into full sets for, for well less than even just the cost of like one multicam top. So that's a possibility and something that I've considered, and it's one of the things that I'm, I'm most likely moving towards. Uh, tiger Stripe. I love Tiger Stripe. I will always love Tiger Stripe. There isn't a, a bone in my body that doesn't love uh, Silver Tadpole Tiger Stripe. I just, I've always loved it. Um, it is a very, very high contender for my area because it actually works really, really well because of the way that uh, my vegetated state is here. There's lots of shadow, there's lots of canopy very thick brush um the greens and browns play well together people will freak out because it's got black in it um number one it doesn't really shine that much on ir i've tested it um number two there is black in nature despite what everyone wants to say you just don't have a whole lot of solid black so uh, realistically the only hang up with tiger stripe is logistics uh true spec still makes tiger stripes uh, there are some other companies, but TrueSpec's probably uh, the best one through Tiger Stripe products uh, to get as far as Tiger Stripe uh, BDUs. Now, that's the, another thing is you're only going to get them really in BDU. Uh, as far as the cut goes, that works well for me. I don't have a problem with it. A lot of people don't like how baggy it is. Uh, but if you if you size it correctly, it usually does pretty good for you. Um, outside of that, Platitac's coming out with their new ones. I'm hoping to pick up a set of those. But logistically, I can't go to my local uh, swap meet and find Tiger Stripe as easily as I can something like Woodland. So um, that is kind of the only hang-up with Tiger Stripe for me. Um, it's not a huge deal. I may just pick up, like I said, I may you know save up and pick up 10 sets of Tiger Stripe and just be good. And, and by the time I get through 10 sets of Tiger Stripe, I'll be wearing whatever work clothes I can find because the world's just gone to absolute crap and it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, Marpat, uh, Marine Woodland Marpat, uh, works pretty well in my area. However, 
even finding surplus in my size, it's like they didn't make large long. And when they did, they decided to like only make 10 of them because every time I find it, it's three to four times the price of just a regular, uh, like medium regular bottom. Uh, so that's kind of one of the hangups from our pat. Um, as well as, and this is something that is associated with Woodland too, um, but Marpat around here has kind of got a militia stigma. And while if you're in a militia, if that's something you're doing, that's great. I, I have no problem with that. But you have to you have to be realistic in the fact that most of the time when people see or think of stuff like that, they're thinking of the 300-pound beer gut dude who wants to go play Army on the weekend um, and is just way overboard on the way that things are done and they're wanting a solid uniform pattern and color uh, to work together with everyone else and it's just this big brainwashing dogma Um, and I don't I do not personally feel the need to associate with that Um, I think that's going away from the the initial goals and setups of of the militia units uh, historically so um, Marpat I can kind of get it. I can kind of not get it. Depends on what size I can find it in. Uh, it works okay, uh, especially if you like tack on Coyote Brown LBE to that. Um, at that point, you're kind of looking like a, a Marine poser. I mean, that's that's neither here nor there, but it could be something that bothers some people. Uh, so always factor that in. Uh, the AOR stuff is pretty much the same deal. If I'm going to find it, it's going to be on eBay or some other surplus website. If I'm lucky to find it in my size, and I tend to have to pay more in order to get it in my size, and I'm not 100% sure it will work, I haven't tested it. Everyone tells me it does, but I have not personally tested it. So, if you are sitting there and say, okay, I've identified the colors in my area, I've identified kind of the patterns and shadows in my area, seasonally I know what I need in this time frame, what's my next step? Well, I would suggest either finding someone who sells the pattern and color in a fabric piece um, for cheap. Now, make sure because, like, you have the, like, for instance, with the M81 Woodland, you have true M81 Woodland, and then you have the crap that, like, Old Navy and stuff sticks on things that looks kind of like Woodland but isn't. So always make sure that you're getting the actual product that you're trying to test. But get, like, a fabric piece of it, a yard of fabric or so, of whatever ones you're wanting to test for cheap, take it out, put it in your area, walk away. Come back in 30 minutes when your eyes aren't 100% sure where everything is. Walk out there and see what you see first, see what stands out, and see what doesn't. Okay, well, now you have identified that of the three that you put out there, one of them stood out pretty readily. One of them was kind of like, hey, I think that's something there. And the other one you still haven't found after two minutes of looking. Well, chances are then the best thing that you can pick would be one of the, either the last one or the one before that. Uh, The first one's probably not going to work for you because it stood out. You even knew it was there, and when you walked around the corner, you saw it. Versus uh, when you walked around the corner, you still had issues seeing uh, the last one. That's what I did when I tested and found the M81 Woodland and Tiger Stripe actually work really well for my area. So... Uh, that is one way to test it. Another way, obviously, is you can go full bore and buy a full set and go out and take pictures and everything else. It's just a lot easier and cheaper if you're still not sure exactly what you want to go with. 
uh, buy a small, you don't have to necessarily get a fabric piece, you get like a booty cap or something like that. Uh, understand that the larger uh, area that has to be covered by material, uh, you have some variation in uh, perception. So like a boonie hat is going to stand out less regardless of color pattern and everything than a field top. So always factor that in and take that in consideration. So lastly, the thing that you need to check because of today's day and age is uh, how it behaves under IR or night vision. So if you have the capability, uh, once you've determined, okay, these are the two that I'm looking at, go and leave them there. Leave them where they are if you can. Come back when it gets dark, uh, preferably in like fading light. See how it behaves in fading light. Make sure it's not going to be super bright. Like that's what I found with multicam is even in fading light when it was there, I was like, okay, there is something there. I'm not 100% sure what it is, but there is this brighter tannish green blob in that bush. Uh, it wasn't just laying across the bush. It was obscured by other vegetation, but I could still easily tell there was something there. Um, so because of that, I was like, okay, multicam is pretty much out for me. Um, but come into it with fading light, look at it, see what stands out and what doesn't. If you're still okay with the two that you're looking at, um, get your night vision out. Whether it's a, a white FOSS or green FOSS, PBS 14, whatever night vision you have, um, look at it under night vision without the aid of IR. Uh, so no IR illumination doesn't stand out okay everything's still good to go i can't see anything everything's great uh now flip on our illumination and see and make sure um that it's not highlighting or or contrasting too much in your area um in my opinion you actually kind of want some contrast when it comes to uh MEGIR because if you're not careful you end up looking like a blob whereas if you have actual contrast it's going to play with the shadows and depth of the uh of the forest and foliage that you're in so once you do that you have to also kind of factor in the fact that maybe the fabrics that you have either haven't been hour treated if it's just like a random you know piece of fabric that you bought um, or just whatever materials they use are going to shine more because you will have those those fluctuations it's best to get actual um, i hate to use military grade or mill spec but actual uh, field allowable uniforms if you can that are going to be sewn with, with good quality materials um, and done the correct way. That's probably the best way to test it. So once you've done all this testing, you should have an idea of what's going to work for you. Now you need to go and make sure that logistically it seems sound, that uh, when you use it, it's something that's going to be readily available, whether you're looking at a smock or pants or anything like that. And understand that as a civilian, if you are a civilian listening to this, you may have to ditch those clothes to blend into civilian attire pretty readily. So ideally, if you can, um, get a smock in whatever color or pattern you're going with. And that way you can wear just like earth tone pants with it. That's going to cover like, the smock's going to cover like three-fourths of your body. And then if you have like gaiters or something on it in the exact same pattern, you've got like all but an eighth of your body covered by whatever color uh, camo and pattern you're going with that you can readily ditch. I did a, uh, I did a video on that not too long ago on my Instagram that you can find where uh, the situation was post-action. We had ran back to uh, blend into civilian culture. I ditched all my stuff and was standing out, you know, working the garden as the uh, imaginary troops came by. 
So make sure that you can do that because sometimes actual field uniforms and stuff are not going to be the best answer. Uh, it depends on your situation and what your goal is. Uh, lastly, don't discredit using, if you have an enemy, if you have a known enemy, don't discredit using their materials and their uniforms for false flag operations or if you're using like a recon point man, maybe dress him uh, similar to how SOG did. They would dress their point man, who was typically indigenous, as a... Uh, as a VC or MBA individual. That way, if they rounded the corner and ran into an enemy, an enemy patrol, it would cause a good bit of hesitation and enough time for them to uh, be violent and achieve the initiative in the situation. So don't discredit that ability. Um, there's false flag operations. There's all that that you can do, or if you needed to, you could do. So take that into consideration, um, as well as who you want to be associated with. So if there is some weird camo that just really works good in your area uh, and you really like it but historically that's been a bunch of you know rapists and fiends that have used that it's probably not a good idea to go with that camo pattern uh, because someone somewhere is going to remember it or know it especially with relatively new history um, and they're going to immediately associate it with that so all that being said guys i hope this helps uh, like i said i didn't want to come at you with this is the camo pattern that you need to get I wanted to help maybe guide you along in uh, picking a pattern or, or colorway that's going to work good for you in the field. I hope this helped. If it did, let me know. If not, let me know. As always, take it easy, guys. May God be with you and your family.